0: I'm Jeff Wilson. I'm the president and CEO of Precipitate Gold Corporation. Precipitate is a junior exploration company with multiple assets, uh, primarily in the Dominican Republic, but also in Newfoundland, Canada.
1: Jeff, good to see you. I'm seeing you since uh, July. Uh, markets don't seem to have changed too much. Um, I'm keen. Understand what guys like you? Because where are we? We're sub ten million um, market cap here. I'm trying to keen to see how you kind of power through this cycle. What do you do? Um, Last time we spoke, you just received some uh, some money in the Z Bank. So what are you focused on? What's important?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice position to be in in this market uh, to have cash and uh, to have assets that you uh, like and that you're keen to explore. Um, We've been in a position here over the last several months where uh, we've been ramping up uh, our work in Newfoundland. We've commenced a drill program there at our Motherload project Uh, that commenced in in here in October. Uh, That'll probably run for about four or so weeks, maybe a little bit more. Uh, In terms of you know sort of macro, what are we doing to answer that question? Um, You know, with the capital we have, we we own all of our assets 100%. So we're not sort of bogged down by you know underlying option payments or work commitments. We can kind of be nimble about where we want to go. But the other part of the the equation here with this cash has been, you know, as you know in this market, there's a lot of distressed uh, companies out there. There's a lot of distressed assets out there that are, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just the market that we're in and. So we are looking at a lot of opportunities, inbound opportunities, to try to do something accretive for the company. And we we like our portfolio. We think we're well positioned. But, you know, if you can be um, nimble, as I say, in a market like this, there might be an opportunity to acquire something um, transformational for the company. So we're looking. Uh, We're spending a lot of time evaluating assets that are out there. We're being approached just about every day. Uh, But we're in a fortunate position that we don't need to jump. You know, we're not looking for that something to save the day. Uh, if it's not the right deal under the right terms, um, as I said, we're very happy with the the speed of assets that we have in the company now.
1: Right, but but let, let's have a nice con- conversation with each other because I think w- what people looking in, whether they be shareholders now or people looking for discounted stock of which there's a quite a bit around, is they want to know you've got this um, cash from from Barrick, you're valued at cash, all right? So they're they're kind of valuing what you've got at the moment in terms of the assets. Uh, at zero it would seem so the question they're going to be asking is are these guys going to you know do something with that cash is is one dollar going to equal three is it going to equal five or is it just going to equal zero so talk to me about i know you're not rushing into buying stuff but at the same time what are you going to do that's going to encourage people to wait help people understand whether or not you're going to create value or just blow it
0: Sure, and I, I think we've positioned ourselves pretty nicely here with uh, sort of multiple uh, layers or, or, or opportunities that are all at play at once. So first and foremost, we've done a deal with Barrick not only to acquire the cash, but as part of that deal, they're still continuing to explore on an earn agreement on one of our assets called Peblo Grande. So there, Barrick is obligated to spend ten million dollars U.S. over six years to earn a seventy percent interest in that in that project. So Barrick continues to explore. Uh, they've got relatively uh, tight timelines to spend those expiration dollars, it, it, it increases over time, uh, but they'll spend a million and a half dollars between now and April if they want to maintain their right to that. So there will be news flow there, there is work you know, progressing there without it depleting our treasury. Um, we've been sort of working with uh, the Dominican government on a number of different fronts on our other assets uh, in the other part of the country where we're adjacent to a company called GoldQuest, who has a multiple uh, several million ounce deposit that they're trying to get permitted. We are ready to continue to sort of, you know, uh, re-engage work there if, if and when the, the political environment uh, is, is apt for us to do that. Well, remind, remind people about this. that,
1: because we, we, we talked about it you know, a long time ago when we, when we first met, you know, in terms of Goldcrest. They're, they're being held up there with the Romero project, right? You're, you're, you're just next door. You can't move till you see the government do something. You've just come back from country. What, who are you talking to? Did anything move forward? you get any, any positive indications of what might happen?
0: Yeah, we we did. I mean, I I think where that's at as a quick summary is, you know, our neighbor's Gold Quest Mining has about a two and a half, three million ounce gold equivalent deposit that they've pushed to a pre-feasibility stage and are trying to uh, attain an exploitation permit so they can move that through development. That's been stalled not so much by, you know, government not wanting it to, to advance, but, you know, government wanting to stay popular. And you've got to sort of You know, make sure that the locals and and, and the people in country are on side with the concept of mining. So that that process is playing out. In the meantime, we're immediately adjacent to that project with multiple targets. We've got uh, over 10,000 hectares. We are fully permitted. We have our concession rights, our exploration rights, our drill permits for that project, but we've elected to sit tight until there's clarity of a path forward. And rather than spending money to find gold, when the guys next door have already found it and can't extract it, we think it's better to maintain that asset and wait for a day where we can see a return on investment, where the market will reward us for any exploration success that we have there. So at my time in the Dominican Republic last week, I did meet with the Minister of Mines, the Vice Minister of Mines, uh, the head of the mining department, um, you know, everybody that's sort of an influencer or a stakeholder in the mining sector. And I can tell you that the government knows that mining is important for their economy. Barrick. With its Pueblo Viejo mine, is the single largest contributor to the Dominican Republic's economy. Uh, they pay hundreds of millions in dollars, millions of dollars in taxes every year. So the government gets it when it comes to mining. But again, it's it's more to do with massaging sort of the the messaging and and how the locals feel about a new mine being permitted, and that takes a little bit more time. GoldQuest is actively pursuing that. We're working with them to help create a, a, a you know a better environment, but um, those assets are still very prospective, and as I said, we have the permits necessary to do our work. we just think that it will be a better return on investment for our shareholders if we do it in an environment where the market believes we can move it forward
1: right the, my, my point is from earlier, which is no one 's giving you one dollar of value on that should they should they okay barracks and country paying Hundred millions in, in, in taxes and you know, helping the economy, employment, all of those wonderful things. They've, they've done a deal with you, spent $10 million over the next six, six years. You, you know, and wh- whether or not they kind of get to the end of the six years or not is a case of you know, whatever, whatever they find. But do you think it's fair that you're kind of getting zero value for what's going on in the Dominican Republic, whether it be with Gold Quest, which is a waiting game? Right, or whether it be with um, Pueblo Grande and and Barrick uh, and their Pueblo Vejo project, it's got to be worth something. Is it? It's not worth zero, is it?
0: Yeah, it's it, it it definitely it definitely is worth something. And I think that you know Barrick would not be taking on an earn agreement with Precipitate if Barrick did not believe that the Dominican Republic was a country there that they could hunker down and expand their operations, identify more resources within country. So that, I think, should give investors some comfort that, you know, one of the largest publicly traded mining companies on the planet believes this is a jurisdiction where you can get it done. Um, we, we we similarly believe this is a jurisdiction where you can get it done. Uh, the opportunity there lies in the fact that, you know, this country is grossly underexplored. Uh, we've been able to delineate some highly prospective targets, and, and we think that, you know, the terms under which we've acquired these assets uh, it, it warrants a little bit of patience to put ourselves in a position where, you know, we've, we've set the stage for us to be able to spend money, generate results and be rewarded for that and continue to move the, the projects forward with uh, governmental support. Uh, and we think that, you know, that time is coming. Uh, we like the current administration. We think that they believe in what we're doing. And it's really just a matter of sort of putting this in a position where all stakeholders uh, believe in the upside of, of mining in-country.
1: Right, but but t- time's no one's friend uh, in, in things like this. Um, if there's some costs, so I can understand why, You know, with Juan de Herrera, Herrera, you're saying, let's not spend any too much time or money on that one, because we'll just burn through that with no sense of, of when, when the end date is. I, I guess barrack are now in charge of the, the the rate at which they they move forward, subject to you know, the terms of your, your your agreement. Are you spending any other money in country, anything meaningful money in, in country?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean the money that we're spending is is on mostly on sort of uh, some community relations and and making sure that uh, you know there there is an understanding that you know we want to be good corporate citizens, we want to be part of the solution in terms of yeah, an economic benefit for local communities. So that's a, a fair bit of where we've been spending our time. And as everybody knows, ESG is a very important part of our business these days. So even during times when we're not necessarily doing work that generates news, um, we're certainly not sitting idle and sitting on our hands. You know, we, we understand that if we do intend to come back and be part of the community, um, you can't just kind of dash in when the market is right. You sort of need to uh, uh, be a little bit more present on an ongoing basis. So that's sort of where we're spending a minor, a small amount of money uh, on, on those initiatives. Uh, but waiting for the day where we can spend, you know, significant amount of capital in uh, exploration. Of, and,
1: and but do you, can I ask this, do, do you feel you, you've got enough exposure or, in fact, all the exposure that you want in the Dominican Republic? You know, when you say earlier, when you said earlier on, oh, we're looking at, you know, we're getting sent lots of uh, opportunities and we're looking at them and we're diligencing them. Are any of those in the Dominican Republic?
0: No, I think we do have the exposure that we like, and partly that's that's expiration potential exposure, but it's also political risk exposure. So I think for us, we 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 were, we've been in this country for ten years. I think we, we feel as if we've cherry picked some really good opportunities at a time when there was very little competition, and uh, we have not yet had an opportunity to test a lot of those targets that we delineated in the early days. So we we still think there's really good upside with what we have, and so when we're looking at new assets now. We would look to diversify a little bit from a jurisdictional standpoint and and look at something that might be in the Americas, you know, whether it's Canada, the U.S., uh, maybe Latin America. So these places where we've got a little bit more clarity and transparency in terms of um, you know the the, the the bureaucracy of dealing in these
1: Right. Okay. So um, let, let's kind of stick with let's stick with the, the kind of M and A side of things. So, um, Dominican Republic. Let's park that up. Okay. Understood. With the with the kind of M and A side of things, um, you, you've named a few jurisdictions which you've you've been looking at slightly more happier in terms of the the, the, the blended risk approach uh, to operate in. Is that kind of m activity, it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive, I, I, I get it, and it can be all sorts of structures there, is you, sorry, is the fact that you could be looking in another jurisdiction on top of the Newfoundland project, Newfoundland um, opportunities, I should say, um, does that make sense in terms, of, how, how do you make the decision of this is the best use of our time and our money versus getting after whatever's going on up in Newfoundland and hopefully you can update us with, it with the drill stuff at, at, at some point. Um, or should we just like get a little, little bit blinkers on and kind of get really, really focused here? What, why is that risk opportunity cost say maybe acquisition in another jurisdiction is the most accretive in terms of value in this current economic environment?
0: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for, in my opinion, for us to look at diversifying uh, even outside of Newfoundland. First of all, we would acquire something in Newfoundland if it made sense and it you know and it fits fit and it was unto itself you know a perspective and we thought worthwhile. Having said that, you know our current mother load project, um, you know we're advancing this to our first round of drilling, which was underway now, and um, you know there's the possibility that that's quite binary. You know we go in, we drill our best targets here, and uh, perhaps um you know as is the case with exploration it doesn't pan out and we've got to start looking for something else so having the DR assets helps but if we start looking for something to acquire um, I don't know that that Newfoundland has to necessarily be part of the future so we'll let those results speak for themselves and and if we feel as if that asset warrants ongoing expenditures great we've got the capital to be able to do that but in terms of looking at something that we think could be sort of transformational whether it's a massive you know, sort of district scale, um, you know, underexplored opportunity or uh, ounces in the ground that has exploration potential and has been stalled. You know, those sort of transformational assets—they um, don't necessarily need to be in Newfoundland for them to be highly accretive for our shareholders and investors. Do you so
1: find that we, do, we look do you, anywhere? Okay, well, that, that, okay, then, and that makes sense, right? I, I, I get it. Like Every company's got its own, you know, strategy, um, business plan, etc., and, and the teams have got different levels of experience, but. Given, again, coming back to the economic environment, which we find ourselves here, you've got investors like myself, you've got family officers, you've got retail, just saying, well, who's going to survive this? Right? Who's going to come out the other side? You've got a whole bunch of cash. You've got optionality at the speed at which you spend that, how you spend that, where you spend that. All good, right? But there's got to be opportunities with cash-stranded companies to look at proper JVs, you know, sh- shared risk, shared capital, shared, shared investment, you know, shared planning, etc. Or indeed, there's going to be cash-track companies who are thinking, well, you know, they're not going to sell the good stuff first unless they're really, really under a lot of pressure. So again, how how do those conversations manifest itself? And, you know, what's your ideal situation in terms of what a a, a new jurisdictional asset could look like?
0: Yeah, it's, well, again, I mean, I think one of the problems we're seeing right now is that there are so many opportunities that it, it is one of the challenges for our company and for my board of directors right now is to really sort of vector in on, you know, what it is we want to focus on. I mean, there there really is everything from, you know, one plus one equals five in terms of, a, of an M&A and two, two juniors coming together, one with cash, one with an asset or, you know, a, a blend of both. Um, companies that have a really, you know, sort of high level a tier one flagship asset multiple second tier assets within their their portfolio that they just they have to sort of pick their horse and so somebody else's second tier asset might be a wonderful asset for us as a junior exploration company so it really you know i i have to say unfortunately i can't tell you it's going to be you know this or that It it's a number of different opportunities that are presenting themselves to us or that we are sort of targeting uh, but i think you know again for us we want something that ultimately we can attain a 100% interest in. So again, as a junior company, you know we're not project generators. We're, you know, I think you sort of want to swing for the fences. You want that significant upside. So for us, we're looking for a pathway to 100% ownership of any asset that we get involved in. Um, and so, you know, again, we have to sort of sift through a lot of sort of guys that still want to sort of hang on to these things and and keep their their strings attached and and. Uh, and we just push those to the side and we want to have some sort of a pathway to 100% for our shareholders.
1: So I'm, I'm trying to work what the parallels out there between you know us regular investors and you guys who are you know taking a chance too because it's if you, if you pick the wrong vehicle you know potentially terminal right for, for mm-hmm. you or certainly very costly at the very least and likewise for you know, us investors if we kind of back the wrong horse it's it's potentially terminal for that, for that capital, but, or at least very expensive for us. So I, I guess you're sort of looking at the management team's, the other side, management team's ability to have picked decent assets and tell you the truth and you know, produce data which you can you know, pro- properly assess something. But what, what else are you kind of looking at? I wonder if there's anything we, we can learn from in terms of that process. Well, I mean one of the
0: things that I think is is perhaps worth considering is that in in many cases, you know, companies that are in a challenging or somewhat compromised position right now is unlike what we we tend to think is not really indicative of the the quality or the competency of the management team. I mean, this market has been so unforgiving that I think even really good companies with really good assets have found themselves in a challenging position. I mean, you think about what you would consider to be doing the right things for uh, doing the right thing for a junior CEO. And it's, you know, raise a little bit of money. Don't over dilute, you know, go out and test your best targets, get the assay results, announce them, get some credit for that in the market. see your share price go higher and raise more money. And there's guys out there who've done every step of that, you know, quite, quite appropriately and still find themselves in a position where they're trading at 30, 40, 50% valuation of where they were before they started. So I think that's one thing to think about is that uh, as as investors it, you know you have to look past sort of you know uh, just the percentage that a stock might be down and say okay what do they have who are they uh do I believe in their ability to identify you know good opportunities yes I do do i then and, and you know ident- believe in their ability to move the needle so We're looking at we're purely looking at the assets, uh, independent of what the share price might be telling you know that company or or whatever, and saying look what what do we like here? And if we like the asset, if it's coming from good people, um, they're not necessarily distressed because of any fault of their own. It it really has been a market that's been um, like I say unforgiving, and so there are great opportunities out there. And again, in some of those cases, that's why we're looking at M and A, is in some cases. Um, the asset might be great, but the ability to merge or, or combine teams and bring in a, you know, sort of a homogenized board of directors that has a, a diversified skill set, you know, is also appealing to us too. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots to consider. Um, you know, the, everything sort of has its hairballs, if you will, and you sort of have to decide, you know, what are the challenges that you feel your team can overcome. Um, and uh, and try to sort of find something that we can identify as something we can wrap our hands around long-term.
1: Okay. Well, look, it, we, we're going through this kind of contrarian um, series, as, as it were, talking to companies we think have something about them, but we're not quite sure what yet. This, this is your chance on our platform to put in your words why you think you are a discounted stock, a genuinely discounted stock. I don't want to hear that, oh, we're undervalued. You, you, know, pre, you know preamble and then preaching session that we get from everyone. I want, I want to hear what are the actual things that we need to be looking at and say, you know truly, this thing is a discounted a value. We need to get in now because when we come out of this cycle, this thing's going to go on a run. I mean what, 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 what's your message?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, that's an opportunity to express that is is uh, I'm grateful for that. So first and foremost, you know, I think about it as what you know, what do you want a company to have if you're going to invest in the stock? What, what's going to move the needle? And for me in this market, no question, it's having cash, unallocated, hard dollar cash that we can spend as we see fit. That's number one. Number two, what do you want as an investor to move the needle for junior exploration stock? Drill assay results, discovery potential. That's the one catalyst that can really drive a share price from, you know, 10 cents to God knows what. So we're we're currently drilling in Newfoundland. Drills are turning, assays are pending, and that will start to come out between now and hopefully year end, depending on the labs. We've got a major company spending its money on one of our key assets in the Dominican Republic. So a project that is situated surrounding the largest gold mine in Latin America, top five gold mines on the planet. Barrick is spending its money to try to find meaningful ounces on our ground that it can then feed into its mine eventually. We've got uh, a 3% NSR on some of that uh, surrounding ground. And so if Barrick has some level of success there, upside there as well. And then we're sitting on two other assets in the Dominican Republic that again, we own 100%. We're not facing some you know looming underlying option payments that are going depl- you know we're going to have to deplete our treasury for um, that we have permits for drill permits, expiration permits, and can go in and drill at the drop of a hat when we feel as if the political environment there uh, is appropriate. So again, I feel as if we've got cash, we've got drilling underway, we've got assets uh, that are at the ready in terms of re-engaging with drilling, and uh, all of that with a team that I think has a track record for finding deposits and resources that mid-tier major companies want to buy.